Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is, design, is the designer for BBW Batty, Miss Sarah McLeod. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Did I, did I, you, you got on me about the pronunciation before we recorded. Was that better? That was fine. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, congratulations with, um, with the line, BBW Batty. I saw it. Um, one of my one of uh, somebody I'm following actually um, had on the tight the leggings. Let me say it right. Okay, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna let me say this, and then I'll ask you a question. So, I saw someone with the with the leggings on, and I said, "Okay, that was a nice, good design." So I started following the page. Nice. So now let me ask: Is there a difference between leggings and tights? Well, the thing about leggings, you can't mistake them for uh, footed stockings that are thicker for winter. Because a lot of times we call those tights, like the dark, thick stockings that you have to wear when it's cold out. But with leggings, you know that, you know, they're like pants, but they're just close fitting. It definitely makes a distinction between tights and tights. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah. Look, long as the listener understand, I don't, <laughs> I'm not big on, you know, my wife wear that stuff, but I'm not, of I know course. how to pick it out a little bit, but I'm not, Um, I just see leggings, tights, and I just group them all together. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But when you have to purchase them, you have to make that distinction. Like you've heard of jeggings, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you hear jeggings, you definitely not going to think that you would wear those under a dress because you, the word jeggings, oh. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because jeggings kind of like stand on their own, right? Yeah, but you know for a fact that they're leggings that look like jeans as opposed to stockings. Mm, okay. That's how, did, how did you come up with your designs? Because those are some really good designs on the, um, on the leggings. Thank you. So <laughs> it's going to sound crazy. So this is my theory on it. I think every artist has more than one person inside. And um, a lot of times that person that comes through in the artistry never got to express themselves in real life. And with my designs, they're really, most of them are really useful because at the age when I was supposed to have been dressing like that, they didn't have that stuff in my size. So <laughs> now, you know, every, every company that I wanted to buy from when I was a teenager in my early 20s that didn't carry my size are making all kinds of nice things available to the plus size community. But when it comes to leggings, they still falter because they're not really looking at our different body shapes and what we really require. Um, when I... I started doing a search online for plus size leggings and I found my supplier and I realized my supplier that's based in Europe, surprisingly where people aren't really obese like that in the majority, actually did a really good job in terms of constructing these leggings um, that suit our body sizes because they go from 37 inch waist up to 52. But, um, a person who has the same waist size at five, at five foot one, which one of my models is, 
can wear the same size that I wear at five foot nine. And the way the waistband is constructed, I was like, whoa, all these uh, designs that I have in my head, I can actually put somewhere and make something out of them. So it's not some, the designs are not something that I conjure up or have a hard time conjuring up at the last minute. It's like a whole bunch of information has been crammed in my head over time. <laughs> and now it has a place to go. <laughs> That's why sometimes I can't I can't even stop till I get knocked out tired because I'll just mm -hmm. sit down and I'll start designing and I cannot stop. It'll just but I'm gonna have to stop because I gotta start school in January. So <laughs> <laughs> so when you get the when you get them, they're actually like a blank slate. Um well when I get them, I order them with my design but you can get them as a blank slate yes mm -hmm. okay so when you get them they already come with your design you that's yeah. schedule. i i did make the design and they're a printing company so they apply it to the product that but that's ah. so expensive too you know because they're providing the product so they can set the prices or else my prices would be much lower but you know that's how it goes. What is, what is the what's the size of a BBW? Because that's a lot of it varies. It varies a lot. It varies a lot, and um, you know, sizing and size classification is set by the fashion industry first and foremost, right? Okay. So back in the day, I would say when I say back in the day, I'm talking about like 20 years ago a BBW could be considered anywhere from a size 12 one up mm -hmm. because it's your, your, your sizing is based on if, whether or not you can fit what comes down on a runway in, in high end fashion. Now that's changed so dramatically, which is amazing to see. It makes me so sight, so happy to see that uh, to where now, a BBW is starting at 14, 16, you know, the, even the chunkier small girls are like, mm -mm, I ain't no BBW, I'm thick. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing just keeps changing. The whole scene keeps changing. Um, and it's exciting. I could be grudgeful about it because when I was young, I wanted to be a plus size model. I wanted to be a plus size model bad. <laughs> I was traveling, taking photos and woo, woo, woo. But when it came down to it, I was being told, well, you still got to get down to a 12 or we cannot work with you. And those were the major companies like Wilhelmina and Ford and those model, the real modeling agencies. Um, but now we got social media, we got Instagram, woo, woo, woo. Everybody's taking off their clothes. <laughs> is that still is that still modeling? <laughs> they modeling something. Cause that's that sound more like OnlyFans. We talking about taking clothes off. That's a little I mean, different. Because like right now, I'm building up my IG account. Right, my IG account is like maybe two months old at the most for um, BBW Batty Apparel, and. In building up my account, I have to, you know, see where the BBWs are, talk to them, see who I want to um, be my brand ambassadors, be my models and stuff like that. And in looking, I'm seeing a lot of stuff I never saw before because, you know, especially being from D.C., we, we're kind of conservative. You know, it's always you don't want your, your belly sticking out. You, you have to 
shapewear, uh, shapewear. My mama used to have me in a slit going to school, a slit. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm seeing, you know, women and young girls are, especially the young ones, are so comfortable with everything hanging out. And I'm not mad. I'm shocked. But I'm not mad. You're going to accept me. Forget y'all old standards of woo woo size 12. What? No, I'm out to have my steak and cheese and you're going to like it. (laughs) You think you think social media has influenced that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the the youngins are saying, no, we set the rules now. Y'all old timey ways don't work for (laughs) us. And 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 the um. The the, uh, stores have had listened to them because they want their money. So now the stores like that I can never face that I used to love to go look in and be sad afterwards, like Express and um, there's this catalog that comes still, I still get it. And I was shocked to see that they have plus sizes now called Venus. That's a bunch of them. Now they all want those plus size dollars because the youngins are not having it. Like, no. I'm fat and I'm here. The what are the, the hashtags? F your beauty standards. They they for real with it. We had um God, I do not want to mess up this lady's name. It's this really, I mean, they have a distinction now between BBW and SS BBW. And I think the SS means supersize BBW, and she's on the supersize side. And it's it's okay. I think she's this Irish model, and she was on the cover of um. I don't want to mess this up. She was on the cover of a major mag. And uh, that's that was absolutely unheard of 10 years ago. Unheard of. And I saw her on there and I was just like, a SSBBW on the cover of a, I don't I think it was Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan used to be, you know, if you ain't skinny, you ain't right. Yeah, and, I've seen that a couple of times in the grocery store. Yeah, and, and they're usually on- white too. <laughs> yes, you didn't exactly. want to say that part. It's cool. I said it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing, you know. But um, yeah, this the whole game is changing, and they want their money, so they stepping it up. But they haven't stepped it up all the way in the leggings department, and that's why I said, and that's my niche. Is that why you <laughs> picked leggings? Because you felt like it was a shortage? Yes. I, I feel like they're not really, uh, there are, of course you have like the long, the long, the old, when I say long, I mean long-term, the old brands, Reebok, Adidas, that want us to wear their stuff in the gym. Um, so they, they have expanded, you know, their sizing, even though their sizing, their idea of plus size is me, you know, like this. I don't know if you can see me properly. Oh, what did I do to the screen? Oh, okay. I can, I can see you a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Their idea of plus size is this. Okay. But um, of course we have much, much very variations in shape based on after you have children versus before you have children. We're not all shaped like me. Uh, some women, you know, have more stomach, stuff like that. And those, those leggings that they make exclude those women my leggings don't my leggings and that's what i want the that's why i want the variation in my models as well so you can look at them and see yourself in them 
no matter how you think you might look. And the thing about it also is that those leggings from the other companies, they keep you, I don't want to say to feel shameful, but majority of the time they're dark. They're going to be black or dark blue or a monochrome, a single color. There's usually not much applied towards style um, or uh, diversity. It's kind of like saying, okay, you're fat. So try to cover that up. Even though we're going to expand up to a 2X, we don't want to see your cellulite. We don't want to see your rose. We don't want to see this, this, that, and the third. So and, the darker colors help that? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also I hear a lot of complaints about them being too thin. So the young ladies have to wear um, really dark underwear underneath or whatever, because it's one color and it's really thin. And another issue is a lot of times they don't take into consideration, like I said, our different shapes. So if you are have a more flatter bottom, you're usually Gucci, but if you, you know, you, you packing back there, the, <laughs> <laughs> the tights won't come up. They won't cover your bottom properly. Ah. Uh, yeah. You, you can't jump and pull them up. Nah, them joints, <laughs> especially if you tall, like, your butt hanging out. Or oh. they get, them, get them up. It's not enough stretch in the waistband to where you have this silly looking muffin top under your shirt. That's silly looking. Like, yeah, that's not. I'm sure that's not the look they're going for. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your background. You you from um, the DC area, correct? Yeah, originally I'm from DC, uptown Northwest. <laughs> how did that? How did growing up in DC influence you, fashion wise? Oh, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You know, you know, <laughs> I grew up in the 90s, you know, so the 90s, that was the 40 and a blunt generation. We was wild. <laughs> we was wild. But <laughs> when you compare our fashion, so, okay, so this is what I remember at that age. Uptown was the white tees and jeans and New Balance. And the South Side was the black tees and jeans and new ballots. <laughs> and the girls back then was rocking tights. Now, everything, the thing about DC, because I've traveled quite a bit in my lifetime, is that <laughs> even if you thugged out, you still conservative. DC was polo, Ralph Lauren polo, boss the they they gravitated towards the brands that were not too flashy because you have money but you don't want to look like a christmas tree that's that's the dc <laughs> right that's the dc um back then back then now everything has changed but that was the idea back then you wanted to keep it classy and thugged out at the same time <laughs> One thing, one thing, one thing the DC area had a lot of too was 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 uh, I say I'll say us because I'm from Capitol Heights is a lot of our own designers like Madness, yes, 
Ab- so Ixman, Abstracts, Hobo. DDT, uh, DDTP? Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And they might use some graffiti art, but they still was, to me, was conservative compared to the New York style. Um, I always wanted to be a little bit different growing up. So my style, the thing, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> I come from an immigrant household, right? Both mm-hmm. my parents work, but they're, they did not care a damn about fashion. Where, <laughs> where were your parents from? Because that's important. <laughs> my parents are Jamaican. Oh, okay, okay. And they're old school, like super old school. They're not even like cool like the ones you see. <laughs> they tight. Money, they tight with that money then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I would get money for lunch and to get to school, but that was the, the length of it. So what I did, I would fill out the little slip at school to get free lunch and take the money my mother would give me for lunch and save it and buy the monthly Vogue's magazine. Vogue was my favorite. Um, the Cosmos, all that stuff. Cause I, that's what my mind was. I was always into artsy things. And those magazines weren't just showing you a pair of jeans. Like they would set those models in really artistic backgrounds. And I used to be so enthralled with it. Like I didn't care that they were just white or whatever. I really didn't give a damn. Cause it was like, opening those magazines for me was like going into another world and I couldn't fit those things but I would try to make my wardrobe look like what was going on I know I look silly because I was a teenager (laughs) (laughs) I would go in my dad's closet and get out his vest and all this foolishness and oh you were doing it with his clothes yeah everybody's whoever stuff in there looked like something in that magazine oh lord (laughs) (laughs) you was taking real fashion chances i see yeah i did and i got away with it by the grace of god by the grace of god (laughs) oh you know what this takes me back let me tell you something let me tell you about the hate on the big girls because i've always been a big girl right so one day i was going to school and right in front of me was this girl named Crystal. We was walking into the school at the same time that morning. And she had on, I lied to you not, this super short skirt with this little clingy top. And she walked right through security because you know they had the metal detectors and security and everything back then. She walked right through security and went right on in the school. I walked in behind her, not with, not with tight clothes on, but my, my dress was very short. And they told me, take your behind home and change your clothes and come back to school. I'll never forget that. Never. So then when I see, and and her parents were wealthy too. They, they, They were like judges or lawyers or something big like that. But I just think about how things have changed so much. So when I see the young girls now and they're so comfortable and they're so free and you know, they have their hashtags and they rules for you as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
like, wow, oh. I, I can I can go with this. And I wonder if these young girls will look at my designs and honor the 17-year-old inside of me because that's literally what's coming out coming out in <laughs> So would you do you do like seeing the way things have changed you sometimes you wish you could go back? Go back to that time yeah. when it was conservative. I mean, like, if, if you could take those times back with you, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you what I what I miss about those times wasn't fashion related. It was the freedom we had uh, when we had our city to ourselves. That's what I miss. <laughs> Dangerous, violent, home. <laughs> pre-gentrification you know, pre yeah. I, I miss it like this Thanksgiving holiday was sad for me because I spent the whole time thinking about home the whole time and that's when I made my go-go leggings Are you probably ain't seen those you you because you've relocated <laughs> to New York right I'm um, yeah that's where I'm at why, why, why did what was the reasoning because um, here is where I can really flourish my my my, my real career, my um, day job. Oh, okay, okay. Because I because I was the reason I asked because when you, you threw when when you when you cleared it up and said you you nine to five, it made mm -hmm. sense. But because but when when I was thinking about just to let you know with the brand, I'm like what well, in this day and age you could flourish anywhere. Like you had back in the day you had to go to New York especially with fashion. It was like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But now with the power of social media and, and you know, you can, you can make it anywhere, literally now. So you I can have like, I'm in California now and we having this conversation. So technology has really evolved to the point like you can make it anywhere. If you, what made you go to Cali? Like if you could go back home versus Cali, would you stay in Cali or no. would you go back? <laughs> No, my my wife got a job, so we we came out here. But you know, no, in California, I, it, say that again. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say part of the whole gentrification was giving our jobs away to newcomers. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she she was offered a great opportunity, so we we moved. But it's California is okay. Um, I've been spoiled by the DC area demographics, like but not only black people, but successful black people. And when that's in your DNA, that, that's, <laughs> you can't shake that. <laughs> the first place I went was Florida before Where? coming up here. I lived in Miami. Wait, what city? I oh, Miami, okay. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, and the country, the country, country, a place called Sebring trying to find a black middle class and it did not exist no you find out real quick there's only like i would say what maybe two cities with a middle class black like a thriving black middle class i mean i dc and atlanta i'm hard pressed to think of anything after that the, where I'm at, the East Bronx, definitely. I feel at home in the East Bronx. Okay, okay. It actually looks a lot like D.C. in terms of being real hilly, the row houses, and 
predominantly Black, although not predominantly African-American, it's predominantly Jamaicans. I can That's deal with that. I can deal with that. Um, yeah, How's that been? Has that been different? Because Very different. I love it. <laughs> I mean, but your parents Jamaican, so... Yeah. I mean, if you can't adjust to your your own damn people. <laughs> but it's not necessarily the easiest thing because my people are always the e- are not easy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I got to stop thinking about the ones I meet at the resorts. <laughs> I think about the ones you meet at the, um, at the Jamaican spots where you go eat at. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> And they be slow. Oh my God, they be so slow. That, that, uh, that's, that slogan, no worries, they live by that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, this dude is taking forever. But I can't be mad because it's like, you know, that that's that's what they do. It's, it's a, you're not gonna rush them. And I respect it. Like, Cause life always moving so fast. So it's kind of cool for somebody to be like, you know what, we gonna, Nah, bro, we're going to slow you down. So you you want to you wanna get this monkey bread, you're going to wait for it to come fresh out the oven. So <laughs> it's just how it is. I think a lot of times they be tired because they, they have a lot of responsibilities. We always have more than one job. And we just got to, <laughs> we got to pay. What, what, what is that? Is that in your DNA? You must have two to three jobs. Like, what's that about? <laughs> What it's about is, all right, I'm going to put it like this. If you, if you born in a place that makes no, how do I put it? Like the government don't do nothing for you. Like here, for instance, if you on your face and you had a job, you get unemployment till you get on your, your feet again. You know what I'm saying? At least for a few months or what have you. Mm-hmm. If who if you have these X amount of children and you need to feed them and your 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 uh, wages is not enough to pay the bills and feed them, the state you're in is going to help you out in the terms of um, EBT card. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this country offers a lot in terms of just basically basic living. You know, there's racism, there's redlining, there's a whole bunch of issues the horrible police brutality. But at the end of the day, you can still expect your government to help you survive. Mm-hmm. Not like that in, in the third world. It's not like that in Jamaica. Yeah. And um, also we have a culture of business ownership as well and home ownership. So if you come over, if you get an opportunity, first of all, it's hard as hell to get a visa. It's hard as hell to, to get permanent resident status in this country, um, especially with people like Trump. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah, we ain't, but, I ain't going on that rabbit hole. Right, right. <laughs> but um, once you get the opportunity, you're going to grab it with both hands, no matter what age you're at. And you want your kids to grab it with both hands. So you, me and you both know, like, if you, even, even, even if you have a good education overseas, when you come here, a lot of time that education is not honored. You have to start college all over again. You may not have known that, but that's true. So the jobs that you relegated to getting 
won't really pay you enough to cover all your needs or cover all your children's needs. Mm -hmm. So you don't have a choice but to take more than one job. And that's what you see here. And um, also you want the the best for your, your kids. And you feel like they're not you by being lazy, you're not gonna get anywhere. You're not gonna, you're not gonna achieve. There's if you get to America and you don't have a home, you don't buy a home, you don't have a car, you don't um have a business, you really haven't accomplished shit. That's how they're looking at you. And God forbid you get deported. You God mm-hmm. forbid you get deported and you because they're looking at it like, oh, you came here, you effed off your opportunity. And now you get back in the poverty again. Oh, F you. That's how they're looking. And you're going to suffer like a dog. So (laughs) that grind is embedded in you because your whole community will shame you if you're not on your ball. Because it's like you're throwing away an opportunity that somebody else could have got and did so much with. You see what I'm saying? But I'm sure that helped you growing up and and even now. But but what you're doing so much and you, you know, cause you, you talk, but you, but you got, you got the nine to five, you got the, the brand you launching, but I'm sure because of the DNA that's been instilled on you, that helps just knowing like, <laughs> <you got it. laughs> I mean, my mom, God, I love my mom, but growing up, I cannot stand my mother. <laughs> she, had me working at age 13. The legal age to work is 14. Damn. She taught herself to find me a job working under the table at 13 in a Korean grocery store. They hired you? Because they don't believe in child labor either. They don't believe in no child labor. No, no, labor. I, they normally only, normally they only hire their own. That's why I said that. They loved her. She, she, Mr. Kim loved my mother. So when she was like, my daughter need a job. I don't want her out here in the summertime. Woo, woo, woo. Oh yeah, sure. And then let me tell you how much it sucked because I'm supposed to be under the table because I'm illegal, right? So I can't take a nice cushy, cushy job like doing the cash register. Nah, I got work in the stock room, which was under the store. And <laughs> this was at DC? Yes, on New Hampshire Avenue. Oh, okay. <laughs> and carry the um heavy loads of soda and stuff up the steps and stock them in the in the machines and then in the little freezers or refrigerators. And then the other co-workers who to where that's their real job, that's how they feed their families mad. And they, they was all um Hispanic and they'd be like you know, I could do that. That what you take in thirty minutes to an hour to do. I could do it in ten minutes and move on to the next ten. They used to, just, and I used to cry. <laughs> I used to cry because <laughs> I hated it. I hated it, and I used to cry tears. I hate this job. I don't want to go. I'm just like, too bad you gotta work. <laughs> man, them, man, them Jamaicans, boy, they 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 something different, boy. <laughs> 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 they believe in the value of hard work. Man. I was in college and all my friends, I went to GW in the city and my friends and stuff um got spring breaks and summer breaks. <laughs> no. I didn't get that's, no break. That's peak work season for you. <laughs> Worked every semester with my 
sports load. What'd you study? What'd you study at GW? Sociology and human services. Okay. I, I, I was thinking maybe like something in the arts because you said you like to draw. She wasn't having that. It was so many artistic things I wanted to do. Did you finish? I finished. I had to work every semester, but I finished after five years instead of four. That's all. Listen, it don't look. Don't matter how you finished. You finished. (laughs) Anything artistic was just shut down, and the reason was because she didn't understand it, and my dad just went with whatever she said. So. She's like that. I don't. I don't see how you. That's gonna make you money. I don't see how that's gonna do nothing for you. Like that's dumb. Get your mind out the clouds. Like no. And 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 I didn't want to focus in science class. I come home from school one day. It's a tutor at, at the dining table. I couldn't even get a snack. The tutor ready to get <laughs> How so? How tough was it? Because you know college is hard, and you and you in a school. You you know you doing something you don't really want to do. So how hard. Well, let me say this whether you wanted to do it or not it wasn't what you was passionate about i'll say that (laughs) i okay so my parents they were not um they saw gw like as the pinnacle like you know my daughter made it so whatever program i chose to go through they were cool with it because it's GW. So oh, okay. I said, okay, I'm going to pick the easiest thing because I read them <laughs> right well. And that was the easiest thing. And I skated through. I didn't, I won't say skated because GW don't skate. You might, you're going to hit your skates on something, especially the non sociology classes. It's hard. Chem, chemistry and shit was hard, but I'm sorry for cursing. It was hard. <laughs> <It's an adult laughs> but, Okay, I finagled my way through like stuff I couldn't figure out. I had a friend who would do it, not feed her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally out. working for food, huh? Yes. Yeah, because you have a lot of um, people who are really good at math and statistics and stuff, but they can't write. They're, that part of their brain doesn't work that well. And that's my, that was my um, gift, writing. So which I think is also part of artistry as well. Okay. So um, that's what I would do. I'd be like, Bing, you can't write. So let me write your papers and you know, <laughs> hook me up. And that's what I did. And I even did that with a math teacher who barely spoke English. They had a lot of teachers who barely spoke English. Just, and I- work, huh? Yeah, and I was like, look, sir, I, I don't want to take your class. I'm being forced to take your class or else I can't graduate. And I don't understand a word you're saying, but if you give me a book report or something like that, you know, and that's, and he did, he was Polish and he was very proud of his history. And he made me write a report on a Polish mathematician and gave me an A for math class. I'll be damned. Uh-huh. God was with me. Finesse your way through the system. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I'm wow. proud of <laughs> so the the whole New York experience now, like you said, you enjoy it. Yeah. Is there any is there anything you look back and think you would have done everything anything different? Um, no, 
no, because everything is in, in its right time when you always asking God for guidance. Mm-hmm. When I was um, younger, around 2009, 2010, I really wanted to come up here because I, I love the energy of the, of the place, really f- fast paced. And everybody seemed really smart to me. And I really wanted to just immerse myself in um, New York City. But every time I would come, I would run out of money and have to go back to DC. Now, <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you run out of money fast here? It's super expensive. <laughs> so, now that I'm older, I realized what God was doing because I wasn't ready. I was okay. not ready. People here are very crafty, can be very manipulative. One thing, the awesome thing about being from D.C. is everybody is real. If they don't like you, you won't know it. And if they like you, you, you're good. But that's not... That way in New York. No. Really? <laughs> not at all. All the, the rude people I've seen in New York, I, I wasn't expecting that. The thing about here oh well that's on the surface because it's like a a defense mechanism but i mean when you get to know people oh okay 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 when you get to know people people here will smile on your face and tell you a bunch of sweet stuff and don't mean one word of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was thinking gee if i was fake like that would have got stomped out somebody would whoop my ass because dc there's no tolerance for that kind of fake stuff but here, no, here you can get eaten alive for real because you don't know where they're coming from with you. Hmm. They, they shifty. <laughs> yeah, I never, I've been in New York, but I never really living somewhere moved around like a lot. It was just a tourist. I was there as a tourist, and that's that's different. Anywhere hmm. you go as a tourist, it's like you see the spots where you want to go, and you leave. Yeah. <laughs> So, but here, how do you find your models? Um, that's a good question. I do searches like hashtag searches on IG, and it's they, mm-hmm. they always show them to me anyway in the reels. All kind of females, all kinds. And with the first thing I do, you know, I will look to see their interaction with their followers if they talk to them a lot. Um, excuse me. Um, and look to see how many followers they have of course if anybody's really paying attention to what they wear or if it's just something they do that's self-serving because you have a lot of girls that uh take pictures or videos and stuff but nobody's really paying them any mind or they'll be in there <laughs> i look so pretty but nobody's you're not connected <laughs> <laughs> so is there a certain the- amount of followers you you like for them to have um at least, I would say anywhere from 500 to 1,000, as far as brand ambassadors are concerned. Because oh, 500 to 1,000? Not That doesn't sound like a lot. However, if you really have good communication with your, with your followers, that word of mouth travels, shares travel. Okay. So if you, if you only have 500 to 1,000 followers and... You, all your most of your people have something to say on every every picture or every video. That's a better look than somebody that has thirteen thousand followers. 
ain't nobody. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. They got a real following. I see what you're saying. Following because I don't have a real following. <laughs> I just started like three weeks. <laughs> 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 you have a real following. And I'm old. You know, these girls are young. So the, the social media is their domain. They understand it. For me, just trying to share something is difficult. I've been like, what I got pressed? I feel like an old ass lady. I mean, but are you getting, are you working on that? Because listen. I'm working on it. You're going to have to I'm get better with that. Like that's, you, 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 you're going to be the Jamaican lady with three jobs. One of them should be knowing how to work social media. So. You know what I am doing? Um, I have this guru that I listen to, and I'm a plugger too. Her name is King. She goes by King Ashley Ann. Okay. And she uh, knows how to boost businesses, including podcasts, uh, via social media. It's it's her thing, and she's a multimillionaire, maybe a billionaire. I don't know, but I listen to her on a regular basis, and I get tips from her on how to communicate, on what to do, on how to. You know, just stuff that never occurred to me because I don't know, I don't know anything. So don't say that. <laughs> don't downplay yourself like that. Good so, on social media, like I have a head full of designs. I feel like as though I could talk to people, but all that the marketing and all, I don't know none of that. I got, I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. And the thing is, I want to establish a good relationship with all the models. Like I talk to them outside of just modeling. Like, how are you? Are you okay? How's your day? And that's the kind of relationship I want to have with them because I, I want it to be like a family. Maybe one day we could all be in a show on New York Fashion Week. Right. You know, I'll be able to fly them out. Like, you know, come how many out. models you have so far? Uh two and one pending <laughs> pending yeah she hasn't mm. given me a solid the thing is to be a brand ambassador you have to make a purchase and i have several collections and i feel as though you should find you be able to find your personality in one of the collections so if you don't make a purchase then you're not really feeling my brand like that you're just trying to put yourself out there nah i want models that really dig what I do because that's going to come out in the pictures like to Corey Williams she digs what I do and it really comes out when she takes her photos and was she was she working out in your leggings yes okay because that's that's the first place I saw okay I didn't even ask her to do that I thought that was so awesome and that's the kind of fire I want that means she really and that's me. that actually ironically that's the post that i found your leggings on the style following because i did a podcast with one of her friends and then i she, i guess she i don't know you you know how social you know how social media go if you try to figure out how the hell you following somebody man good luck with that but the bottom right. line is i saw with the leggings on and i was like okay the, she looked like somebody that would be interesting to talk to so that's when she, I reached out to you. No, not her, because I've never spoken with her. Oh, I'm talking about you. I reached out to you because, I mean, you got a brand, and I was like, well, let's see if she want to do a podcast. And oh, yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. But mm -hmm. she's so awesome. 
who oh so you know you 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 know her that is she did you that relationship did did you she came to you initially to buy a product I, or i don't I'm, I'm sure i'll talk to her first i like was picking up her energy through her modeling and i was just like this girl is so happy i like happy people i don't want to be around i don't want to have to communicate with no miserable angry sister you don't nah you're not gonna do me no justice yeah that's gonna that's gonna show in your brain too yeah i get it yeah was she your first one she's my first one okay is there is there a certain amount that you want or because you said if they make a per just making a purchase makes them a brand ambassador Okay, so I give the brand ambassadors 15% off limitless. So they'll always have that. And then in addition, they'll have their own code for their followers to get 10% off their first purchase. Let me move my big head. So you see that? <laughs> the yeah, you get You get Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that's Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you did there. I, look, I was lost for a second, but... We we could talk about it. We we could we could get a code out at the end too. Okay. All just right. In case, just in case your big head got in the way and, <laughs> <laughs> and they need to and they need the audio instead of the visual. <laughs> okay, that's cool. This actually for a young lady. This code is for a young lady who says she would be my brand ambassador, but she hasn't purchased anything yet. I just feel like be, making a small purchase is making a commitment to the brand and either you win it or you're not. But I, I put a lot of effort into what I do. So I just want ladies who feel, feel my stuff. And if you're not feeling it, that's fine. You don't got to feel it. Right, right, right. I mean, everybody not gonna feel everything. Yeah, everything ain't for everybody. Yeah. Where do you where? What's the ultimate goal? Where are you trying to take BBW, Batty? I don't know. You say where? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, doing something for New York Fashion Week for me is huge. Like. I would really like for that to happen. Why does this thing keep going off to the side like I'm running from the camp? Nah, you good. Just relax. All right. So yeah, I I don't I'm not sure. I just I just want it to blow up. I just want ladies to really love it. And then I could branch out to doing other types of clothing besides leggings. Oh, so you do want to branch out? Yeah, eventually. With with BBWs or 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 even beyond that? I would like to stick to my crew. I would, <laughs> okay. I would like to stick to my, my tribe, even though I'm losing weight. Well, so you're, I, trying I'm to be the, you're trying to be the toy to this thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, because they're such a, they're a corporation <laughs> with a lot of lawyers and lots of big people, and I'm just one single girl. That's all right. They started, they started somewhere, too. Yeah. But I feel really small in the game. I am really small in the game. So I'm just being humble, taking my time, and I'm gonna do my videos and explain my collections and and and, and just try to find my tribe. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, it's truly been an honor and pleasure having this conversation with you. Me too. Thank you.
Make it sure. Was, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said this was dope. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Can you tell the people how they can um, follow you and also if they want to make a purchase? Okay. Okay. So you can follow me on IG at BBW Baddie Apparel. Uh, the website is, and you can purchase through IG as well because I have my IG shop set up. Uh, if you want to go straight to the website, I invite you to please uh, view the various collections. Don't just go to the main page because there's a different personality in every collection that I, I've created. Um, it's bbwbaddieapparel.com. If you want to reach me directly for any questions or uh, maybe put in special requests for different sizing, or even if you have design ideas for me, you can email me at bbwbaddietm. The TM stands for trademark at gmail.com. And my name is Sarah Cloud. Oh, look. Since you since your head blocking the discount code, why don't you tell them the code again? Yeah, you can get ten percent off your first purchase by using code Baddie ten, B A D D I E ten one zero. <laughs> well, again, I really thank you for doing this, and I wish you all the best with the brand. Thank you, and I wish you all the best with your podcast. I know you have big goals and big dreams, and we're both gonna make it. Oh yeah, definitely. And then once once I hit the big stage, I'll make sure to have you come back. Yay! <laughs> I want to thank everyone for um, taking the time to listen to my podcast. I truly appreciate all the love and support. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. And I'm also on Facebook, conversations with lamp. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a good day. Thank you.